injustice anywhere is a threat to justice everywhere. Let us pick up our books and our pens. They are our most powerful weapons. Welcome to Talking Social Studies. You are listening to episode 36, Back to School 2019, for August 9th, 2019. This is the podcast where we talk about social studies and education today. Here you will find conversations about strategies, resources, ideas, and more, all designed to help today's social studies teachers in their work with students. Here are your hosts, Amy, Scott, Chris, and Chris. One child, one teacher, and one pen can change the world. Well, we're back. And I don't know about you ladies, but I start school on Monday. Actually, I've started school. Kids come back on Monday. Um, it's a crazy time of year. Who? When, when do we start starting school in August? Yeah, I mean, I like the, the beginning of always, August. Yeah, when I was a kid, it was always after Labor Day. But, you know. And some changes. of us never had a summer, Chris. Yeah, there <laughs> is that. <laughs> Try not to be go. jealous of you guys. Go all year. <laughs> I got to say, though, I love the first week of school. Um it's just, you know, it's a new start. It's a clean slate. And I think the best part is everyone comes back fresh. You know, you're recharged because you listen to, what was it, th- episode 34, uh, Summer Recharge or something, I think, <laughs> from these talking social studies people. Um, but, you know, everybody's fresh and excited. The students are excited. The teachers are excited. Everyone's ready to try out new things. And, like, as a teacher, what I love about it is an opportunity to really start honing your craft and start thinking about what you've done and how you can just do it better. Um the hard part is to carry that energy forward, you know, after the first, after the <laughs> after first week, week of school. <laughs> yeah, I mean, okay, if you can make it three weeks, I think you're you're doing well. But after that first week, I mean, how do you keep all that energy moving in that excitement? Um, and that, I think, is, is one of the real challenges. Uh, what I love about looking back every year, though, is you really get to start seeing your growth as a teacher. And so I think the first week kind of highlights that more than anything else. Um, I think back to when I started, you know, as a student teacher in my first few years of teaching, like... My first day was awesome. You came in, I pulled out the syllabus, we talked about a couple things, and then I was like, all right, let me read this letter to you that I wrote you guys telling you about myself a little bit, just so you know who I am. And then what I'm gonna ask you guys to do, this is a really great assignment on day one, is if you guys could all write a letter to me and just tell me about you, right? And so I did that for like two years, which doesn't go over well because some of those kids would get stuck writing letters in multiple classes, right? Like, talk about killing anything that you got going for you on the first day and it really hit me it was my second year and i had a girl named ada and she goes in the middle of her in the middle of her you know about me thing is mr padway i don't think teachers even read this if you do i dare you to draw a cow on the whiteboard (laughs) and so of course like but did you (laughs) week four (laughs) i finally get to it you know and i'm like oh crap you know i've been caught and so eventually i come around to but it started getting me thinking i'm going what the heck are we doing Um, so then I started, you know, just iterating into something else. Uh, so then I started thinking, okay, how can we really start developing this relationship? You know, I'm going to learn everybody's names on day one. That's, that's where I'm going to start my focus. And so my goal was to learn everyone's names by the first week. And I'm a kinesthetic learner. So you got up and you were like, hi, I'm Scott. And you would have to do like, uh, you know, some gesture. Right. And so I would repeat that. And then I would go around the room and like, I told everybody, so by the, the end of the first week, I'm going to have either your name or your gesture down, right? Like, so what I learned from that, I mean, it, it worked, you know, I got everyone's names down, but I'm kind of wasted time. Like, okay, so now I know you, Amy, but 
I realized if I just sat you in class alphabetically by first name, I knew if you were sitting at this desk, you were probably in A. And if you were at this desk, you were probably in S. And so I could start learning names that way. It was like a cheat sheet, right? So now I didn't need to do that. So then I started, okay, we're going to get something content related. And so I started doing, we didn't start the fire. I'd come in, everyone, I'd be playing, we didn't start the fire. It was U.S. history. Everyone's coming in. And then we'd listen to it. We'd go through it. And I'd say, okay, what I want you to do is I want you guys to pick, you know, five of these people, places, things, and come back tomorrow. And I want you to think about just to be able to share about one of those people, like how you think they connect to what we're talking about in our class. And that was cool. But, and we revisited that throughout the year. Like that actually ended up being a final project where they re rewrote, we didn't start the fire. But again, you know, there's so much focus on learning, you know, learning about the kids in your room. And now I just know who can do their homework on day one. Right. <laughs> so, so everyone's going to be like, gosh, why are we listening to this guy? Terrible teacher, man. Um, so more recently, I've started I've started doing some other kind of interesting things. Uh, one year I did breakout EDUs on the first day. I was working with some teachers, uh, and we ran one on the very first day, actually, in an engineering class. And this teacher, it was pretty funny. He didn't even put – he just put some rules on the board. He did not say a thing as the kids came in. They just We just kind of sat in the corner. I mean, he greeted students as they came in. But after that, we just kind of sat back, and uh, there was a big breakout box on the desk. And, you know, the the steps to follow. And it was funny just watching these kids, how we program students. You know, everyone comes in. There's a little bit of chit chat on the first day. They all sit down. The bell rings. And what happens? It just gets quiet. And they just sat there. Like, they literally sat there for an uncomfortable length of time. And I kind of nudge his teacher. I was like, you, you, need, you need to do something. Just tell them to start, you know? And so he just goes up to the board and he writes, go. And even then, they're all like, they're just like sitting oh, there. That's kind of awesome. You know, and I have a video. I'm going to try and find it and link it in our show notes. But I have a video of this. And like you see one kid who finally starts like he starts getting up and nobody said anything to sit back down. And like some other kid like slowly and then boom, instantly. Right. And that was super cool because I think you learn a lot just observing. Like here, we're going to create a game for you on your first day. And I'm just going to sit back and see how you all interact. And, you know, those outliers not everybody's into breakouts and there's some kids who are on the fringes and now it's an opportunity for you to get to know those students individually. Cause the reality is those are probably going to be some of those students that you're going to need to know. Um, I mean, you need to know everybody, but you just learn how they work as a team. And it's, it was really cool. So I've done a lot of, uh, with some econ teachers, we've done econ breakouts. Unfortunately we can't make them on the first day. We get them on like day two. Um, just as an intro to the class, uh, which is super cool. And I'm just going to share two of my new favorites for this year. Um, more recently, my uh, colleague, Kelly Hilton, she made these identity slides. Uh, this is actually in our show notes. You'll have a link uh, to her ebook uh, about all sorts of things to do on the first day of school. Her identity slides are basically the idea of making a Google slide and letting students just customize it, having a few guidelines of some things that they need to put on there. Um, but you could totally iterate that if you wanted to. Like imagine doing that, but just asking them to start with their favorite historical figure and like understanding, you know, who do you most connect with throughout history or something, something like that. And you could, you know, put your content spin on it if you wanted to, but really just trying to find a way to get to know the kids in your class. And then uh, Ryan O'Donnell has some great listicles uh, on a list of 10 things. You all know Ryan from, from mm -hmm. episodes one through like 15. Um, <laughs> But, no, I love how your voice up. <laughs> I'm guessing. <laughs> but 
that's that's what I think. If you if you want something, try these identity slides. I think it'd be a great way to just you know let your students collaborate, give something kind of light because you know every other class that they're going to, they're getting the syllabus, they're getting the rules, they're getting this, and like we gotta foster that that excitement that happens on day one, and we gotta keep that going through day 180. Oh, anyway, yeah. that was my first day. Yeah. <laughs> that's cool. I was just flipping through. Kelly's identity slide thing, and that's pretty cool. I'm glad you like that. Yeah, it's uh, and it's on, and it's a, it's a storyboook. It's story, mm -hmm. uh, storyboard, story. storyboard. I think, yeah, yeah. And but it's cool. It just flips through. Yeah, awesome resource too and tool to use with your kids. But check it out. Cool. I'm gonna check it out later. I'm afraid right now I have so many tabs open that if I open another one, I'll like <laughs> crash implode from the episode or something. <laughs> and when you talked about breakouts, I haven't really done any breakouts because my students aren't all there together with it being online and asynchronous and self-paced and all the other qualifications. Um, but I've heard some teachers talking recently, like we had an SS chat last or Monday night about, you know, starting school and some people were doing, instead of breakouts, they call them break in, like break into your Oh, that's a cool thing. Yeah, that's break. A cool. I need to dig into that. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody just shows up and the door is locked. Yeah. <laughs> That's cool. Are you serious? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> That's awesome. That's super cool. I think Chuck Taft was one of them. So oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I love when we both said that at the same time. That sounds like Chuck. Yeah, <laughs> I know, it totally does. Are your ears burning, Mr. Taft? <laughs> so continuing in the vein of um, my odd situation with teaching online and in kind of an, a different environment. Uh, you know, my students, I try to welcome them with a message when I see that they've enrolled, but the, I try to make the first lesson kind of like, this is your opportunity to figure out like how these lessons are structured, but also kind of get to know other students that are in the class since they do have to do some commenting on each other's work. You know, it's like, it would be weird if these people that you literally knew nothing about were all of a sudden like showing up on a Google doc and be like, here's what I think, or here's a question for you. So the first lesson, um, they, you know, they do a few things, but one of the things they have to do is, uh, they have to share a source that says something about them. And it's something, you know, I always like, we need something you're comfortable sharing. Don't share something overly personal, that kind of thing. So we go through like online <laughs> safety and that kind of thing. But, um, you know, it can be a picture. It can be, I've had kids share articles about themselves where they've blacked out like what city it's in and that kind of stuff. Like, you know, kids that are in sports or something. Um, some kids have shared video of themselves, like, you know, doing equestrian horse jumping stuff or dance. Um, that kind of thing. So it's really cool because, I mean, it, it lets me get to know something about them too, because really I don't get to know anything about them besides their name. Um, and it's really neat because the kids get a chance to see some, sometime one semester I had like a slew of ballet dancers. And so they were all like, oh my gosh, I'm a dancer too. Um, and then it's just, they get to, they get to see like the variety of reasons that they're kind of doing online school and the interests they have. But aside from sharing a little bit about themselves, I always ask them, what are some things, what are like your least and 
your most and least favorite things to study about in history. And that's always fascinating for me because, you know, especially my world history two class, the kid, like the vast majority of the kids are like, I hate learning about the Renaissance. And I'm like, how can you hate learning about the Renaissance? <laughs> <laughs> you don't have this love of the Renaissance like I, I do. I think you love the Renaissance until you're like, you have to be at least 20. Uh, maybe, or I'm just like, somebody has like not ever taught you the Renaissance well or something because it's so fascinating. <laughs> so I mean, all the- <laughs> Yeah, and like the art, Machiavelli. I mean, my gosh, there's just so much. So anyway, old dude, yeah, yeah. But you know, <laughs> anyway, it's interesting for me that part of it. But then I always ask them, "What is your burning historical question?" And this is on the part that they all see, like, and so that's really cool because some of them are like, "Oh, I've always wondered that too," and you know, so it's kind of. Have you ever you had know, any really good ones? Yeah, I want to hear. Like, what would be a really good? Oh, I should have like scrolled back through and tried to find some really interesting ones. Um, I don't know. Nothing's coming to mind right now, but it's just funny to see like who really, you know, a lot of them are about like world war two or something, you know, cause that's just a topic that they're all like an event that they're mostly familiar with, but yeah, there's been some surprising ones. So I'll have to see if I can find a few and add them to the show notes or something. Um, but it's, it's, it's just fun for me, but it's, you know, like I said, it, it helps them get through the lesson and figure out how everything's structured, how to make their Google Docs work right and the sharing settings and how to post on a Padlet and how to navigate Canvas. Um, but they're also like getting into the content. They have to pick their mm -hmm. historical theme and say like why this relates to them or why they feel like this is going to be a useful way to study history, you know, through this lens or whatever. But um, it's... It, it, it's approximates you know kind of like that relationship building like you get to know the students well, yeah they get to know you don't get those bit. casual like hallway conversations with kids right. in the format. so exactly. you have to initiate that yeah. yeah and so it's you know it gives me a chance to to come and be like oh that's so cool i've always wanted to learn how to you know do whatever that you're doing that's interesting but you know so it is kind of that way to make those connections but yeah, I mean, I, that's one of the things I miss because I loved, you know, kind of trying to start the year off on a great foot and getting the kids excited about history and things. So just have to do it a different setting now. Yeah, that's got to be challenging. I mean, not, I, I just, I always forget that you don't have your kids in your class. Like, it's just got to, you got to make their like relationship building that much more challenging. It is. And, and very few students like really ever want to meet. Like I'll, I always offer like, I'll meet you in Zoom, you know, we'll do a video conference. And they're kind of like, like, no. <laughs> like as little as possible, please. Yeah, why would I that want to That doesn't change in graduate school. Or professors. You're, like, <laughs> <laughs> you're like, yeah, about that. <laughs> it's like, you just have to get over that. Yeah. Okay. But so Amy, what do you do? How do you oh. start the year? Like Scott, I look forward to a new group of kids each year. Um, it's fun to finally be established enough um, in in where I'm at in BA um, to have built that reputation. So kids come in. I, I love it when kids come in with that slight little smirk, like, what are you going to pull? I've heard stories. <laughs> what are you going to pull? Um, You're the teacher, I Amy, that. that they get their schedule and just, like, go crazy when they see it. Yeah! I, <laughs> I also... They just did a, um, a restructuring of like admin and stuff. They, they do this every year um, to try and fit personalities in the best spots. But my supervisor the last two years is now my daughter's assistant principal. And so we walked in to get her eighth grade schedule and like three adults are like, it's a mini Presley. 
<laughs> she's like, <laughs> thankfully, she still enjoys that. Um, I think I enjoy it more than she does, but she still, she thinks it's kind of cool. Um, but yeah, <laughs> it's kind of, but the other one looks nothing like me. So she gets to kind of skate through school. Um, yeah, she'll skim through. Under yeah. The <laughs> yeah. But the younger one doesn't need my help. The older one's a little more introverted. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I totally, I love catching up with kids. Um, I, I'm one of those people who has like a, a big personal bubble. Um, and that's probably why I teach the upper kids because I don't like to, you know, like the whole like kindergarten cop where he's like, oh, don't touch me. That's totally me. Well, I look forward to a new group of kids um, yeah. and seeing the previous ones and how they've grown and their experiences over the summer. My kids, you know, um, it's a big school, so it helps that kids come to visit. That sets that tone that, you know, you're you're welcoming and you're open and stuff. Um, invariably, that first day, there's even though the bell has rung and kids in class has started, my door opens and some kid yells my name through it. So we just roll with that. Um, I don't do the syllabus. The first day, Scott, I don't do that either. Um, I spend the first day just kind of trying to get to know the kids through um, just some silly activities. I put those, you know, those Halloween grab bag size Play-Dohs. Every kid gets their own can of Play-Doh. Um, and there's really no purpose to it other than something unusual that stands out that they can go home and their parents are like, so what happened today? They're like, my teacher gave me Play-Doh. <laughs> um, and invariably the kids open it and they're like oh my gosh I have you know my kids are 17 16 17 years old most of my students um and it's probably been 10 years since they've played with that or at least five like they know it but they've forgotten that and you can just see their eyes light up and they're reminded of their childhood and good times and I'm just like mess with it play with it I don't need to you know any kind of phallic symbol or anything like that but you know Keep your, you know, it just leads into setting the tone of we can have fun, but we can kind of stay in our lane. Um, right, because it's quiet. Well, I mean, it's an and, and I'm giving you a gift. I've never met you before, and I'm giving you a gift. And for a lot of kids, that's just like, what? what? You've never met me. You know, I'm like, yeah, but welcome, and this is for you. And there's no purpose other than it's a great fidget toy. Like you said, Chris, it's quiet. And I have kids who, who open it up in class every day for the first week just to mess with in their hand while we're, while we're doing whatever. Um, and I joke because I'm like, the, the smell of Play-Doh is so unique. And they get to walk down the hall and they'll smell it. And they'll be like, you have bristling. <laughs> um, they also come in with um, a permanent marker and a post-it note. The post-it notes um, are color coded by class. Um, and I have, I've, I've talked about it before, the, the one wish activity that I do, I'll link it into the show notes again. But it's really just, um, it's a, well, it's a sneaky literacy activity and, and team building activity that comes in and it's something they want from themselves. Um, as long as it's school appropriate, I don't care if it has to do with school or personal life or whatever, um, but it's a goal. Sometime this semester, I want this to happen. And, you know, I get everything from I want to get my driver's license to I'm looking for a new job. And it also sometimes throws a flag of something I need to follow up on. Yep. Um, the kids who are willing to share with somebody they've never met before that, you know, they're looking for a friend or something like that. Okay. Now you're on my radar. Um, and you know, I'm going to go out of my way to make sure you're doing okay. But generally speaking, it's, you know, I want to get good grades or whatever. And we revisited it. It makes for the beautiful thing about the one wish activity is that on those days where you need that grab bag, five minute activity weeks later, 
for whatever reason, this hour is done five, seven minutes before the last hour and you need to eat up time without getting ahead. Let's revisit our one wish activity. How's that going? You know, um, yeah. and just conversations. It, it makes for a great time filler when I need it, um, but it can wait for when I need it. Um, and then we slide into multiple rounds of questions of the day. And I've talked about that too. Um, it, it's gotta be silly. They're not academic. Um, it's a way for me to get no, to know names. It's a way for them to get to know each other. It's big. It's a really big thing to me that on such a big campus, we've got almost 4,000 bodies um, that they get to know each other's first names. They may not know each other's last names, but in my class, they're like, that's, you know, that's Kevin, that's, um, you know, Terry, that's whoever, um, that they be able to do that. Um, and I go through two of those big Sam size, Sam's club size bags of candy in the first two weeks doing QRDs. Like I, it's two or three a day, every hour times, you know, 200 kids. <laughs> and I go through some candy, but um, it sets a really positive tone. And the QODs are another good time filler as I need them and to help them uh, transition when I need them to transition. Um, and Man, then on day, day two, I gotta, I, I gotta say the candy thing, <laughs> candy thing drives me crazy. It is the easiest, <laughs> like, it's the easiest and like, <laughs> simplest incentive for everybody oh my gosh they go nuts for a dum-dum like, oh my gosh i just I, I part of it is because anytime i go buy candy i know where most of it goes and it's not to the kids you know it's like i have this problem with these bags of candy but i really try, try to make an effort now to like stay away from the candy but they just go crazy for it they do we don't see that scott the trick is you buy what you don't eat like i won't buy tootsie rolls even though i know tootsie rolls are one of the best um candies to, to get away from kids who have, you know, like celiac reactions and things like that. Um, but I won't buy them because I will eat an entire Sam's club size bag of Tootsie Rolls in two days. So I don't buy those. <laughs> I buy the stuff like I don't like dum-dums. So I buy those. And they're like super safe, says the mom of two kids with multiple food allergies. Yeah. I mean, I try to stick with stuff and I'll ask kids, you know, what do you want? <laughs> yeah. It's the strangest thing, but yeah, dum-dums are like the best candy to, to have on hand. Um, I don't throw them because I learned that the hard way. Don't throw candy in class. Um, I smack some kid in the side of her face. Oh, no. oh, yeah. Well, I tell the kids, I'm like, I was a swimmer, not a basketball player or a softball player. So my aim stinks. And <laughs> so now I just pass. I just we just pass the bucket. <laughs> Pick out your own. Um, and whoever's got the bucket, that's who gets to talk. It works out just fine. And then day two, um, I do what I, I call it the stewardess version of the syllabus. Um, most of my kids are juniors and seniors. I'm like, you have done school for 12 and 13 years at this point. Um, keep your hands, feet, and other objects to yourself. Don't flip boogers at your neighbor, and we're good to go. Um, you know, I mean, like, how many times have you gone through the same rules? Like, they, they know them. Whether or not they follow them is, is a different thing, but they know you them. You don't go over them, somebody... Next yeah, somebody will. else has. So <laughs> right. unless it's something unique to my class, I just look at them and I say, you know what? You're old enough and you know better. You have a student handbook and you signed off on it. But it actually works a lot in my favor that way because it's like the whole, it's kind of like the, the Play-Doh thing. I'm giving you a gift. I'm not going to waste your time. Please don't waste Thank mine. You. Yeah. Um, overall, the kids do seem to respond pretty well to it. But as word has got out, gotten out over the years, I have kids coming to my room with Play-Doh. I'm like, who gave you that? <laughs> That's my thing. <laughs> like, so I'm going to probably in the next year or two, I mean, it, it's, it's a compliment. It's great because other people are using it and they like the idea, but I'm going to have to come up with something different probably in the next couple of years. Cause it's starting to, if, if five of us in the campus of 200 classrooms are doing it, that's, that's, you know, three too many in my opinion, because I want my class to be unique. I want my kids to come in. And when your parents say, 
your family's like, so, you know, tell me about your teachers. I want to be the first one that comes to your mind that first day. Yeah. And the class that kids are looking forward to coming back to. Yeah. I mean, we're going to do, and I, my kids will tell you, I mean, it's funny. I had my, my kids write letters of advice to other kids, you know, at the end of the year when we've got an extra day, I'm like, what are some things I should be telling? And I just keep it not like full on letters of advice, but I just pull the smart board up and, you know, we just start a document and they share out to the document from, you know, to Google doc. But, um, time and again, the kids, the kids really, really made me feel good. Cause they're like, you know, just don't, like she'll tell you how it is, but she's already going to cut it down. Like when she tells you to do something, she's not, I, I'm not going to give them. I tell them all the time. I'm like, I'm not going to give you busy work because I don't want to grade it. I don't have time. So, you know, let's, I'm going to treat you like an adult. If something comes up, tell me about it, you know? Um, and I try to be flexible and stuff, but the first few days I really work on setting tone and culture. Um, I'm lucky in the sense that my district, we start like Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. And then, so I can spend those first, two two and a half days really getting to know them and then like just start something that i know is really for the next monday yeah and then we can hit the ground running run in monday and we just can run from there on but i purposely carve out those first couple of days for sure yeah, yeah. gosh it's just so important i mean it just it, you can't get to anything else and like kids today coming into schools i mean just with the teacher that i've been working with you know the same thing is on everybody's mind i mean there's kids who are afraid to come to school, afraid to talk, afraid to do things. And like, if you don't build that community, I just don't understand these classes that they get into, you know? And it's like, all right, here we go. Day one. But I, I used to be there. So what can I say about it? I guess I don't know. Well, I mean, I think as we become a more transient society, this whole like being, you know, growing up in small town and, and your kids and grandkids, all go, that's falling by the wayside jobs and things. Everybody's moving around. So you don't have that connectivity of multiple generations as much anymore and so we have to create that for our you know we've got to build it ourselves intentionally yeah and if you want your classroom to function as a community you want the students to be able to i mean we teach social studies there yeah. are and there there's are not some great examples of like how to positively interact with society out there for them you know i mean you got right to, you got to build that. <laughs> yeah I know that um, my schedule is changing a little bit. My role, I guess, is changing a little bit with our advisory. And when my boss called me to to talk about that, I said, are you going to divide up my kids? Because we worked really hard at, we loop with our kids. So my kids are going to be seniors this year. And I was like, they can get a different coach. But we worked really hard at building a team. The yeah. team stays together. So what about you all? I mean, I feel like, Hef would be great for this conversation too. Although I know, you know, it's the, it's the, he already started. Um, so he's got craziness going on today, but um, I would love to hear from any of our listeners. I mean, like I said, I need a new idea. <laughs> I'm always looking. Play-Doh um, replacement. <laughs> yeah. I, need a, I mean, the Play-Doh is great. And, you know, for those who have read the Dave Burgess book, um, Teach Like a Pirate, he talks about pulling kids into the boat. And I used to do something like that when I taught government, you know, I, it wasn't a boat, it was an airplane that crashed, but um, that, you know, starting with the Renaissance, it's funny because you say that, starting with the Renaissance or starting with ancient China, the whole boat thing doesn't work as, you know, the boat airplane doesn't, you know, we're not building a new society here. Um, but I, yeah, I'm all for something new. I need to steal somebody else's idea. Yeah, so hopefully folks will tweet at us and share what they're doing uh, or what they're planning on doing on the first days. Um, and you can reach us on the Twitters 
at Talkin SS. No G. And you can follow us um, our show notes and stuff at bit.ly talking with a G SS. And if you're just listening to us and thinking, well, I was just going to go over my syllabus on day one. I think what you should at least do is you should change the title of syllabus on the top and use the gerrymandering font that's been created (laughs) out there. And at least provide you something to, uh, you know, have a good conversation. That's one of those things that's like funny and so not, so not at the same time. I mean, like, you're like, oh, oh, I know. (laughs) I'm going to cry now. If you don't know what we're talking about, we'll link in the show notes for you. (laughs) Yeah, that was, that was pretty crazy. (laughs) Well, folks, happy first day, wherever that is for you. And uh, we'll see you next time.